Once the podcast that you like the Disney news and views. First name Diz, last name Dark, A-T-R. We're a UK podcast, please don't hold that against me. First name Diz, last name Dark, A-T-R. After Dark, After Dark. This show is Diz After Dark. So tell your friends about it, say it loud and say it proud. First name Diz, last name Dark, A-T-R. Hello and welcome to another edition of Diz After Dark. Uh, I am Nick, as usual, and this week it's like a, an all-stars version of Diz After Dark, if you ask me, because we are joined by uh, Ryan. Good evening. We are joined by uh, the Scouse legend known as Craig. Good evening. We are joined by the Queen of the Scousers, Boston White. <laughs> Hello. And we are also joined by the very talented and elusive Mr. Ripley. Happy nightmares. <laughs> That's a nice welcome. <laughs> got dark quick, didn't they? <laughs> they got really dark quick. Um, well, I mean, thank you all for, for coming on. I mean, it's, it's a pleasure to have such a full house. It's very rare we have a full house like this. So uh, thank you very much. And before we kind of really kick off, um, you've been a bit more busy than most mr ripley uh i have yeah yeah not doing this sort of stuff no no but although i have been sticking um car air fresheners into millions and millions of envelopes well i mean someone has to do it <laughs> do you want but wait for anyone that doesn't know about this before we get into the other thing do you want to tell people what the, the air freshness smells like and well, why? Well, a, a while ago, there was a post on our um, HHN unofficial page that said, um, I really love the smell at Halloween Horror Nights. It's very unique. I wish we could, you could bottle it. So I had the idea, oh, I'll make a car air freshener that smells of Halloween Horror Nights. And I only had a small number made, put those online. They sold out instantly. I had another load made. They sold out instantly. Um, I don't think I'm going to do any more because I'm getting carpal tunnel putting them in envelopes now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and then that was great. And then the other day I logged on and someone put, do you know what I'd really like? A candle that smells of Halloween Horror Nights. I just put, look, for, look come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Do so, it. Give the people what they want. Oh, I, w- I want 10 of them. <laughs> so you know what? Some people were buying 20 at a time. Jesus. Don't look on eBay. Don't look on eBay. Um, so yeah, you don't know with all these cars, that's what it is. Possibly. It does beat new car smell, which was my favourite uh, car scent. And Jesus doesn't need any. He's got no sense of smell. Why? Because he's just got a nose. He's just like a cloud, isn't he? So, Are you already drunk? Yeah, I think he is, you know. That's why he's on a decaf tea. Um, so for those that have never been to Halloween Horror Nights, what, what is the smell of Halloween Horror Nights? Um, sweat and vaping. No. Um, <laughs> Straight. <laughs> no, no, that's just Luke. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke's Altoids and vaping. Yeah. That yeah, is true. With a hint of Altoid, yeah. yeah. Which, for those that don't know, that is a type of mint and not a hemorrhoid cream. Although, you know, maybe, if, you know, it might work. 
Yeah. Anyone wants when to try he comes it. up to you and he's got a little case full of white tabs and says, here, buddy, do you want one? You, you do start to question yourself. No, one time he did that. And then this girl went, is this pure? I was like, it's a freaking mint girl. Like, what do you think it is? Pure right, mint? Universal Studios. Like, if you're asking if it's a pure mint, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so so that's what I've been doing. But also, what I, I, well, I haven't been doing it. The wife did it. She gave birth, so. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And uh, and uh, about eight weeks ago now, yeah, eight weeks old, doing very well. Um, he's um, sort of, I mean, he's even trying to kick his legs to try and stand up at the moment, which is quite interesting. Mm. Which is, I think, I believe, is quite early. Um, but um, you know, he's 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 okay. He's all right. You know, it's a lot of hard. You work. haven't called him Chucky, have you? No, but I called him Johnny. Oh. So cute. So, so, so cute. <laughs> and uh, I did tell Mr. Ripley the other day um, when we weren't recording, because I don't record podcasts all the time, um, that we had bought a little bundle for his little bundle. So that will be winging its way to you. Now, I've collected it, but everybody has seen what we bought. And I hope you enjoy it as much as we have putting it together. Oh, well, There's that, some that really cool so stuff fun. in there. I mean that is really, really kind of you. Um, I was not expecting anything like that at all. That is really. We've cool. got him some Halloween Horror Night um, air fresheners. Yeah, we bought twenty. <laughs> Surprise! Oh, do you know Americans have really long addresses as well? They do. They do. That's that's a lot of very true. Are these zip codes? Yeah. He's yeah. Too many zip codes. But also, it's not just me that's got fantastic personal news. I know for a fact that Ryan has also had some very good news. Yes, I've been very busy getting married. Yeah. Oh, double well. And going to other theme parks we don't talk about on this podcast as well. Oh. For mini moons. Mini moons, yes. Mini moons in a UK theme park. Yes. I've not listened. theme park. I was at that theme park the day before and bought an annual pass. Just so he could stalk you the next day, Ryan. That's really what it was about. Yeah. I wonder what that like tall, tall-looking person that was hiding behind all those trees was. Just kept randomly licking you. <laughs> it's very true. Um, that's because uh, you just you just talked about it on this week's theme park trader. Yes. Yeah. So so far, so, we've we've spent the entire the entirety of this episode talking about everything not to do this podcast so we will start very soon but uh for those that want to know about how ryan enjoyed or didn't enjoy you know don't know um his mini moons Alton towers the theme park trailer podcast is now out at all good outlets yes go and enjoy it and thank you for the plug no worries i'm all about plugs just like john travolta's plugs Huh? No, not one of those plugs. Oh, Air plugs. Okay. Air plugs. Right. Um, we should start the show as we do each and every week when we haven't got loads of news to share, and that is with what's everybody drinking. So uh, I think because Craig's probably got the worst drink. Craig, what are you drinking? My second cup of decaffeinated tea. Um, what I will say is You're pregnant. I drank. I was spiked on Friday with... <laughs> You, I don't you, know what. you spite yourself, sunshine. No, oh, oh, I, actually, no. <laughs> that was, I'm just that, was, a, 
That was the fella sitting next to me. Every time he had a pint, he spiked himself. Right, but so let me hang on, let me let me confess to something. Who spiked me? So when we went to the second pub, the John Lennon pub, and Lennon, you went John to the Lennon toilet, pub? we went into a pub and there was a big picture of John Lennon on the wall. Oh yeah, and and you went to the toilet and uh, I there were, because I was eating food, they put um, a load of condiments on the table. And oh, you I, put a load of salt in me. I, I asked Ryan and, and Mr. D if, and Stuart if if I should, and they said yes, of course you should. And then um, you just spent the rest of the time there going, "Oh, this pint's a bit salty." And we're going, "Nah, there's nothing wrong, <laughs> nothing wrong with it, mate." And we all like pretending to take sips of it, going, "Nah, it tastes fine to us." And uh, Craig gets to drink the rest of it. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that now. Little bits keep coming back to me of the day. I don't know what happened to get me so drunk so quick. I think it was the gin and tonics. I was all right on the San Miguel. I was doing fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the four pints before the first gin and tonic that you had. That had nothing to do with it, I'm sure. Um, but a very good time was had by all. Yes, and if you're a Patreon, there is an episode that we recorded around a table in the pub uh, dropping in the next couple of days. So uh, yes. get on Patreon and that will pop up in your feed. Uh, Amanda, what are you drinking? Um, I'm dead hungover, so oh I'm drinking Coke. Oh, dear, 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 dear. Amanda. I, I really tried to have beer and then I opened it and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. Yeah, we over on a Monday. What's happening? I know. I'm so bad. I got on school nights now. Oh, I'm Amanda. wild. You are mental. <laughs> living living the dream. Uh, Ryan, what are you drinking? I um, am almost as boring as Craig. I have a cup of tea. Twining's English breakfast. Yeah, but yours has got, yours has got caffeine in it, so... It does, That's yeah. It. Like, we were literally talking about lady drinks the other day. Decaf tea is what pregnant women drink. Yes. That is what they drink. I've got off. some news for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr Ripley, what are you drinking? Well, I'm not drinking it yet, but I'm going to, after this podcast, make some bulletproof coffee. Wow. I've never That's had like... bulletproof coffee. Now, the only reason I'm doing this is our very good friend of the show, you may have heard of him, Pete Werner. Mm. Uh, little known guy. Not many people know about him. No, no, no. Um, Keeps himself no, to no. himself. Exactly. He doesn't, doesn't have any opinions on anything. No. Um, he completely sold to me the keto diet or keto diet. I don't know how you pronounce it. Keto, I think, yeah. So I'm going to try that diet for a while, see how it goes. And you start off by drinking bulletproof coffee, apparently. So. And that's nice bulletproof coffee. Butter, it's isn't ba- it? Yes, basically black coffee and butter. Ew, what? That, that sounds, sounds absolutely horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't that's a diet. I mean, drinking coffee and butter doesn't sound like much of a diet. Well, the I thing the is, the diet was you were just in a wardrobe waiting to jump out on people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the difference between the keto diet and the keto diet. That's the very fine difference. <laughs> that's where I'm going wrong. Yeah. That little yeah. French detective keeps coming around here. That's what right. it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I, I, you know, everyone I know has had bulletproof coffee because it was kind of a thing before the keto diet. It, it started out if I remember rightly, in, in um, Silicon Valley. Right. That's where that kind of originated from. Mm-hmm. And everyone I know that's, that's ever had it has, has said, like, it's really delicious, but obviously you, you've got to be careful on it because it's, you know, it's butter. So but the thing is, if you have carbs, any type of carb, 
after drinking that, that fat goes straight onto your waistline. Mm -hmm. So the whole point is that you can do it, but you've got to limit the amount of carbohydrates. And then that switches the brain to start burning um, stored fat rather than fat that you intake. Interesting. And Pete swears by it, and he's lost a hell of a lot of weight doing it. So, yeah. Well, um, thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Diets After Dark. Uh, next week, <laughs> Nick will be telling you how to go vegan, uh, even <laughs> though actually, even though he's not himself. On a related note, I am also on a diet. So there you go. Oh my god, this really right, right. right I'm, I'm moving on. I can't. We're going to go on far too many tangents if we go down this route anymore. <laughs> Let's um, talk about Disney stuff. Yeah. I'm well, still doing Slim and World, if anyone cares. No. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I have just opened up my can of Cause Light, which has been slowly getting warm. Actually, no, it's, <laughs> I just picked it up. It's actually still very cold. So, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Right, good. So, let's start the main show now with the first segment, which is Theme Park News. The Dad Disney Parks News Roundup is sponsored by WP Magic Journeys to find great prices for your next Disney holiday as well as letting someone take the stress out of booking your fast passes and your dining reservations. Contact Wendy at wpmagicjourneys.com or WP Magic Journeys on social media. Mention this after dark for a $25 off your deposit. It is the smart way to book your dream Disney holiday. So, um, does anybody have any particular stories they want to kick off with? Not kick off about, that's later on, kick off with. Oh, okay. Um, I'll wait. <laughs> I've got some. Uh, I've got some Hollywood Studios news. Go on. So we've got well, three bits of Hollywood Studios news. The first being that Fast Pass tiers are changing um, on the exact same day that Galaxy's Edge opens in Hollywood Studios. That's what I wanted to complain about. Well, you can com- you can complain about it later on without okay. a shadow. I'll, okay, I'll hold it. In. But um, I did see you. Uh, unfortunately, to give you another, it's the second plug of tonight, Ryan. Um, you were doing your live show whilst we yes. were recording uh, After Dark at the Movies on Saturday. So I watched the replay of it, um, which is not as much fun because then you're only commenting to yourself. Yeah. If you can't see my comments then. Um, but you were talking about this. So for those not aware exactly what's happening, do tell. Yeah, so basically every attraction other than Star Tours will be Tier 1 which means you can only choose one of those experiences to do in a given day. So that includes Slinky Dog Dash, Toy Story Mania, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Ass, or Alien Swelling Sources. And that's they're all Tier 1, so you can only choose one of those, and you can choose two from Tier 2, which includes Star Tours, um, what else have we got? Indiana Jones, Muppet Vision, Frozen Sing Along, uh, Beauty and the Beast... Uh, Fantasmic, basically all the shows. Indiana Jones, which I don't really understand. No, it seems to be I mean, very restrictive. 
There must be a reason. I mean, it must. It's oh, obviously do it to do genius, genius. Does it's not genius? I don't it understand is. how it's. I hate it. Because you can only have one fast pass for one of the best rides, and then so it's got to spread people out amongst the whole park. But then, because everybody will be all still gravitating towards Galaxy's Edge, surely the standby lines will move a lot more freely because the fast passes will reduce everywhere else in the park. Surely? Possibly. I think that's probably why they've done it. it it's just bloody annoying. Yeah, I mean, surely the timing for it stinks because... Disney are supposed to be expecting everybody to be excited for Galaxy's Edge. So if anything, the timing of it seems off to me. They're doing this when Galaxy's Edge is opening. You've got to do yeah. it when Galaxy's Edge opens because the park will just self-destruct if you don't. It's gonna, I mean, for me, it's, they're not playing at anything like they've done in Disneyland, which means I think the park's going to hit, hit capacity a lot in, over the next six months. Exactly. It's it's a clever way. Unless they're going to charge people to ride them rides, which I'd be quite happy to do, $25 a go to ride the Galaxy's Edge rides, I'm all for that. Take me money. Because if you do it at Alton Towers and you do it at Blackpool, it's not a problem. If you do it at Universal with the Express Pass, you can buy them. Well, see, I've actually booked a Phantom hotel reservation in order to get early entry to Star Wars. <laughs> this is what me and P-Dubs are discussing at the moment. Mm. So I'm DVC, and the cheapest room... Yeah, you know on, me. Yeah, on that night is a room at Animal Kingdom Kadani K- Villas, mm-hmm. which is a very small amount of points. So I've just booked that, and then I will go to Extra Magic Hours at 6am when it opens. That's exactly what I'm doing when I'm over there for, for my honeymoon. So the, the last, the, our first week is the last week they're doing that. And I'm going to be doing that probably two, two or three times that week. We are looking at booking All Stars. That was the cheapest that was coming up when we were there. Um, I think it's about $102 or something. It's not very much at all, actually. Well, um, no brainer, isn't it? But it's going yeah. to mean there's going to be fleets of people trying to get in first thing in the morning. Well, I don't know, though. Like, yeah, was, it's very early. My family's getting up at five o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah, but the, I think the it's not is, families you have to be worried about. It's all the friggin' vloggers and bloggers and the knobheads who want the black kyber crystals and all them nerds, geeks, freaks, <laughs> and I weirdos. Feel, I feel like it's a personal attack. Yeah, I, I mean, feel, I, mean <laughs> I feel violated just here. Surely you're including that as well, Craig. <laughs> of course, of course at I least am. one of them. I've, I'm about three of them. Four. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. I've I'm not using my DVC points this year, apart from that. So I've been selling them on the market. So basically, I've been people's travel agent this year. I've been booking holidays for people. Nice. And just call hilarious... you Dano. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, book it down. But the hilarious thing is that if you go into the month of September. And look at the Epcot Resort hotels, the ones that you could literally walk to MGM or Studio Park from. They're all booked up in September. Yeah. The, that's the cheapest month in the year to go. And they're all booked up almost. Wow. Beach Club so. is booked up in August because Carla has got one room and then had twins and wanted to get a second room. And we've been trying now for 
well, nine months. The babies are eight months old now. Trying to get a second room that they can have adjoining rooms. Just can't get a room at the beach club. The only room available is the one in the tower, and it's about $21,000. Oh, sounds like a bargain. It's two weeks. About the price of your holiday anyway, Craig, isn't it? I think uh, we can all agree Hollywood Studios is just going to be mental. Um, however, based on what's been happening at Disneyland, it's a possibility that the other parks will actually be quite quiet. Because California Adventure has been, what I understand, quite empty over the last few weeks. Somebody spotted some tumbleweed. Yeah. Well, it was over in Cars Land, which is yeah, best bit. Yeah, I was going to say, it may or may not be true. Um yeah, interesting development. Um, I I wonder if this is going to be a temporary measure. I, I think, I mean, there's been a, an awful lot of, of backlash against it. Um, it seems, I think it will change. Yeah, I mean, not being funny, like you, that, that list of tier two attractions is a joke, right? Like, yeah, who, I mean, who's ever, who's ever thought, oh, I'm going to use a fast pass slot for Muppet Vision. Well, this is it. Like the only ones I would use, I would probably grab Star Tours, just because there'd be a lot of idiots that want to that think that they can get into Galaxy's Edge by going to Star Tours, and I will probably do Fantasmic because it gets you the best viewing area. And it's my favourite show. Well, technically, you're right about Star Tours because Star Tours does end at Batu. Yeah. So, but it technically, lot, does take you there. Go, oh, look! It's the Star Wars ride. Yeah, true. And it'll be the um, first the other- Star Wars ride you see as well. Yeah. The other big thing that they've done, when I say big thing, is they're removing a load of the props at the Batlock Express, which is one of my favourite quick service locations, actually, on, on property. They're mm. removing a load of the props to allow for additional seating, which will be happening very soon. And guess what? It's happening in time for Galaxy's Edge. Mm. So again, another, um, not not as big of a change, but it's still, that restaurant's pretty big in itself. So they are expecting big, big crowds this summer. Mm. Galaxy's Edge is absolutely amazing. It's absolutely wondrous. It makes Harry Potter look tiny, tired, old, and small, doesn't it? Be honest. I agree. No, I, I'm, I'm, you know, we, we've talked... Uh, numerous times about this um, when it opened me and PW's recorded a, a little episode as well about the opening and, and what we saw and you know we weren't sure which way it was going to go but I, I've not met anybody so far that's not been impressed with Galaxy's Edge um, I think people have been blown away by the land not necessarily the ride oh no absolutely uh, don't get me wrong um, but I mean you look at the theming of that and that's the first time the, I, know, I know they did Cars Land, what, about, when it opened up, about 2011 or so, yeah, that, maybe. Yeah. Um, but that's the, the first land they've done, in my opinion, that's really been competing with Wizarding World. You know, Pandora's too small. Um, and frankly, no one really cares. <laughs> um, I, and, you know, obviously the ride's great. I'm not saying that, but, you know, you can't really compare Avatar to to Galaxy's Edge. Um, but the the theming and, and everything, like as soon as you're in that world, you feel like you're in that world. You know? Yes. It's, it's quite quite a work of art. And the way they've they've been able to kind of keep that illusion, I think, is 
you know, beyond expectations. So fair play. And I can only hope, and I'm sure they will do, that the the Disney World version will be, you know, up to the same standard. I'm sure it will be. Oh, I think it'll be exactly exactly the same, yeah. I think that the last thing is actually Galaxy's Edge related. And um, apparently the rumour is that the the dinner show restaurant that was rumoured to be in Galaxy's Edge when it opened it has now been, obviously it's not there. Um, they're now thinking it's going to go into the Star Wars Hotel when that opens in a couple of years. Is that still going to happen, do we think? It's been very Star Wars quiet. Hotel? Yeah. Yeah, they they are working on it in the minute. Yeah, but are they actually building anything? Well, I think it's definitely going ahead. But yeah, I don't. I mean, they have got D twenty three soon, so mm. they may reveal a bit more there. Yeah. It's not a huge footprint that building. I don't think it's pretty small from what I've heard. That's that's because I mean, what were they saying? It's going to cost like two grand yeah. or something a night or two. But I, I tell you what, I have seen. Um, what is that theme park in the middle of nowhere in America? Well, it's not really a theme park, but it's in the middle of nowhere where it's completely, um, you're into the complete story of the whole thing and you're in like a different world. Um, Arkland? Is it that? I can't remember the name now. You know where it's fully immersive, where all the staff are characters in this world um, and you stay oh. in there. Oh, no, I was joking. Um... I don't Do you know, know what, what I mean. I've heard I've heard of something like that. There can't be too many things like that. Yeah, it was created by a load of um, ex Disney Imagineers, and basically, is you stay there for like the weekend or the week or whatever, and then you solve like puzzles and challenges, and there's like little shops and taverns, and you stay in this little house, and it's that sounds have, freaking cool. You have to wear like a, a costume as well, and you've got a character, and it's it's just a whole. Sounds you know, like Crystal Maze. Yeah, I forget that it's, 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 anyway, it's in America, it's a thing, it's not very widely publicised, it doesn't take many people, but interestingly, on Joe Rohde's Instagram account a few months ago, he spent the week there with other Imagineers. Hmm. So if they're Quite going down that line, then, you know, it could be something else, this hotel. Yeah. Maybe that's what they put him on. Yeah. Because uh, he's not looking like think of anything worse, though. Performing, <laughs> dressed up like a bloody Ewok, dancing yeah, but, in Star Wars land. Yeah, but that's that's exactly the same. Oh, s- no, here's Darth Vader. Everybody run away. We're going to die. <laughs> quick, I mean, quick, shoot him. No, no, no. I mean, Amanda's got no idea about anything to do with Star Wars. And I want you to know, Amanda, that that is exactly what the Star Wars films are like. Like, like everyone talks like that. And, uh, that scenario Craig just made up is exactly what happens in the films. I'm going to be so real. I've seen bits of most of them now. Okay, so even though like... you, you know it's bullshit then, okay. Um, <laughs> the thing is, like, I, I think the whole purpose of this hotel is going to be for, you know, for a certain type of person. And that's not going to be you, Craig. I'll be the fella. I'll be the fella who turns up. Me and Luke, little Luke will go. Like, me and Luke from Morlando will go and I'll check in and they go, oh, hey, you're about six foot five. Why don't you put this gold medal suit on? Oh, hey, you're about four foot two. Why don't you get in this white bin? 
<laughs> we're going on a Star Wars adventure together. So you know what? To be, be fair, <laughs> to be fair, you know, having having met Lord Luke, um, I think you should both cosplay as C three PO and R two D two. It works really well. Now you have to give the people what they want, and by the people, I mean me. That's what I want. There you go. There you go. Make it so, as Captain Picard says. I think um, Luke, if I this speak over two languages. <laughs> I tell you what, if this hotel's got anything to do with the void, then take my money. That is how I feel about uh, Rise of Resistance. <laughs> uh, is that no? What's it called? Is that what it's called? What's the, the second? The what's the second track? Yeah. yeah, it's called Rise of Resistance, isn't it? So yeah, I mean, if that if that had something to the void, I'd be all in because that technology that, needs to be used even far worse. more. It's a hotel where you just put a VR hat on. And no, you put you're in a warehouse. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> just have you running around for your dinner, Craig. Oh, you hey. haven't, Craig. You haven't oh, done the void. I'm Boba you haven't Fett now. I'm Boba Fett. Can I have a pork chop, please? Boba Fett, maybe. Look, you haven't done the void. So, like, honestly, man, it will it will change your life. The void is is wondrous. Um. Anyway, that's good. That you know, other than the first uh story you had there, Ryan, the rest of it was pretty good. And uh, yeah, roll on Galaxy's Edge. That's all, that's all I say. Um, Amanda, was there anything that piqued your interest? Um, I was just like being salty about the fast pass thing, but I'll save that for later. That's cool. That's I'm still cool. playing catch up with a lot of park stories and I feel like so much stuff has happened even just in the last few days. There, there's been a bit of a flurry, but I can't say there's lots of exciting news. But no, yeah. it's just been like lots of stuff where I'm just like, oh, okay, like I'm trying to catch up. And now there's all this stuff too. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Ripley, is there anything that uh, that you wanted to bring to the table? Um, no, only that I did hear that um, Copper Creek sold out at DVC. If anyone's interested. Really? Yeah, they're not announcing it for some reason. But um, when I rang them up the other day to book someone's holiday, <laughs> they told me <laughs> over the phone. <laughs> hey, Dano, you heard about Copper Creek? <laughs> Honestly, um, God, I've been booking holidays, stuffing envelopes. Of co- I'll tell you what, you do not get high stuck, stuffing hundreds and hundreds of air freshers into envelopes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can, well, I say that, I can only imagine. I've never had to uh, to do that, but yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Um, Craig, was there anything that piqued your interest this week? Well, I'm actually disappointed, really disappointed. Um, the Disney Villains After Hours at Magic Kingdom has launched this week. Mm. And it runs um, bah, 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 um, most Thursdays and, and a random Monday, uh, right through June, July, into August the 8th, finishes August the 8th. And we check into the beach club on August the 10th. So we're going to miss it, but I would have loved to have done this. $139 per person plus tax. Jesus Three Christ. Hours. It's I mean, worth got, every penny. The same, event that's coming, the same event is starting, what, two weeks after that? Mickey's not so scary, right? So yeah, we're going it's, got, it's got a parade, it's got fireworks, and it's got characters you can meet. So it's, it's much better than this event. Well, you, know? you say that, but... Uh, Mickey's not so scary, isn't all that. It's just a gang of self-entitled Americans desperate to fill the friggin' bags full of candy that they can get in the Walmart for 50 cents. Whoa. It, Excuse it's... me, I'm self-entitled. I've got it in my candy bags and I'm not from America. 
Well, yeah, but and he's diabetic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he just eats it and then injects. Hey, 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 get him myself. Stabs himself. But I think these events, it's at three, there's three parks now doing this all summer, I believe. These three hour after, after part, after hour events. This is the way it's going. What, um, what, what about the event called Diz After Dark? Exactly. Where's well, that? Cut? Hang on, hang on. We can't, we can't talk about that because lawyers are involved. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't want to get into it just in case it has any problems with our lawsuit. Uh, but yes, uh, just in case you're not aware, we are suing the Walt Disney Corporation at the moment for copyright and infringement we will of win. gimmick. Fingers and crossed. That, that event is on the nights that Mickey's Not So Scary is on. That makes no sense, does it? <laughs> but people will pay it, so fair play. Um, did anyone did anyone see the um, the new shop that's appeared at Toy Story Mania? Oh god! I mean, can you oh. call it a shop? I've got more Toy Story merchandise in this room. <laughs> well, Why there... did it look like an office? Because <laughs> he's an office, I think. <laughs> it I looked think like a dentist. I think they've just cleared out what's his name's office. They finally got rid of his office at Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you remember? Do you remember the Frozen so, shop they opened? That was crap, wasn't it? Where? In, in Hollywood Studios when Frozen um, first kicked off. No, I love that. Yeah, I I think it had a little not, tiny ice rink in it. Yeah, oh, I've not seen I've not seen. Uh, well, I've, you know, in person, not seen either of these, but I've seen videos and photos and stuff. And that Frozen shop, although quickly not together, is far superior to that Toy mm-hmm. Story thing they've just knocked out. It looks and like a joke. I'm what are they selling? It's John desk, and whatever you do, don't shine a black light over any of it. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a um, was it a, a, a Jackson Pollock? It um, it uh, is it not just selling merchandise from the new film. Yeah, which yeah. makes no sense because so, it's everywhere in the park anyway. Yeah, apart from the f- sporks that you can get at all the quick service counters for free anyway. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> they haven't got the eyes though. My biggest problem stick. with Toy Story was the fact that it didn't actually have a proper shop. Mm. I mean, it, they, they don't sold even have kind of... a proper land. It's the worst land well, that Disney's ever created. It is, I agree. It's falling apart already. There's, I mean, the restaurant that they're making at the minute looks terrible. Um, the there's no shop, and the paint is coming off of of ass through through. I mean, just misuse and overuse of ass. Well, <laughs> that is a, a common complaint about people's ass, isn't it? Is that you know, people will go a bit ass. too heavy on it. Yeah, I can't wait to ride ass to be honest, because I've not done a ride like it so. <laughs> How many can ride ass at once? I mean, it's I, no, think it's it's two time. I think it's two, two at a time. I think it's two at a time. Okay. Super ass, yeah. Okay, fair, fair enough. Sounds That's like a, a reasonable number. So, um, Rafiki is Planet Watchers Bravening. Yeah, we, we, we kind of touched that and moved swiftly on. Mm. No one cares. I'm excited about it. Why? Because uh, I like it and goats, that's why. You could do oh, that. Kill the goats oh. and put no. them in a curry. Just I'm put like, them in a curry no. and feed them to everyone, and we can Stop all eat them with horrible. that spork. That's one of my favourite things about Animal Kingdom. I like getting on the little train, going and petting some goats. It needs to be Zootopia or Indiana Jones immediately. But the thing is, the thing is, Amanda, right? You know, I, you know, goats are, are quite cool, but goats are really ten a penny. 
Like you can pet a goat in this country. I know I can, but I like doing well on one. <laughs> Put a jumper on there. <laughs> Not a woolly Just, one, for God's sake. No, no. Like the opening, like a new animation experience too, so you can draw characters from The Lion King, like he used to at MGM. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't feel right there, though, does it? I mean, the one thing I like about that area is that you can you can see, as I said before, like the where the vets operate. And if you <laughs> if you're there earlier in the morning, it is really cool to see that. Like that that for me is the best bit. Get there like early, it. and you can you too can put a beaver down. <laughs> well, I can't believe we've gone from arse to beavers. Oh. This, this show they don't, they don't even have beavers in Animal Kingdom. That's the worst thing. Don't knock it all I'm down. About this, I can't wait to do well, it. No, you know what? I'm glad you are. Yeah, I'm glad you are because the thing is, no one else is. I know. I'm not going to fast pass it because there's nothing else I want to fast pass Animal Kingdom except Everest and dinosaur. I'm going to deliver the ghost. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to keep it real. I've never got a fast pass of flight of passage in my life, and I don't expect that I ever will. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's hard work, so I'm going to stick you... with the um, animation experience. Are you 30 days <laughs> out? Is that why? I'm not right now. I'm not. I've still got... No, I mean, but normally, like, do you have yeah. to do 30 days rather than 60? Yeah. So okay. I struggle. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's all that's going to be left for me anyway. Amanda, in the words of Journey, don't stop believing. <laughs> um, Could, couldn't you turn it into the, uh, the moon of Endor and just get a load of uh, miniature people to dress up as Ewoks? I mean, I'll do it. Exactly. That is the dream. That is the dream. And Luke could do it. We could send Lord yeah. Luke over there. He could do it. Little Luke, yeah. Warwick Luke Davis, I'm sure, will be up for reprising his role. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. No, if Warwick Davis does that, who's going to host Tenable? <laughs> ITV's greatest game show it doesn't involve a 2p machine um, Simple. we just no made idea. the forest moon of Endor a seasonal operated um, land <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, now guys can you just remind me what month we're in June June, June. we're in June we're in June. okay excellent so uh, then that means that I can uh, discuss the uh, the first people uh, that will be doing the candlelight procession this year Oh, I thought you were going to say June Ween. <laughs> no, no, I, I had nothing prepared. I didn't exactly. prepare anything for June Ween. He's uh, <laughs> he's in a man as well. Um, yeah, like it's June, and they've already started to talk about the people, some of the celebrities that we're doing the candlelight processional this year. Let me guess, Neil Patrick Harris. So you lose, sir. You lose. <gasps> what a Davis. No. What the yes. frick is Neil Patrick Harris doing? Uh, well, look, yeah, he's there every year. Yeah. Right, right. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because Whoopee, this is just this is just the initial announcement. So this isn't like finalised. They've just announced the first few people that will be doing it. So Craig gets a point because Whoopee will be one of the people. Oh, she's uh, contracted. She, she's owned by Disney anyway, isn't she? She is now. Um, Pat Sajak. Who isn't he? Um, isn't he like the host of Jeopardy? Is that the one? I'm sure he's a game show host. All I'm saying is I'd be disappointed if I was there on that night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd Steve- rather have Butcher. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Any ideas? He was about to shot John Lennon, wasn't he? Well, that's he what I names. thought. That's what <laughs> I thought. But apparently, that's Mark Chapman. 
Yeah, I was going to say, apparently he's too in jail. <laughs> it's quite easy to make Craig cry. We found out the other day as well. Um, and Edward James Olmos. 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 I'm going to keep it one hundo. I don't know who any of those people are. We know Whoopi Goldberg is. Yeah, that that was just one time. But like everyone else, no idea. Yeah. But uh, I just... Battlestar Galactica he's been in. Oh, the, oh, Vol- the new yeah. one. Oh, Little House on the Prairie as well. No, that's, yeah. that's Michael Langdon. Doesn't, oh, yeah. doesn't, uh, none of those people interest me. No, no. Let's be honest, until we start getting the Neil Patrick Harrises and the Warwick Davises and, uh, you know, Chris Pratt or whatever, then, yeah, these yeah. are, these are the very base names, aren't they? But I don't understand I mean, I, why they've released them now. It's June. Well, they, they've not even seen the food wipes menus yet. That's, no. that's true, but they released the, the uh, Very Merry tickets in March. Oh, yeah, I bought mine actually over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, actually, that was the next thing I was going to talk to you about because they've announced there's a brand new holiday fireworks show. Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks show. Hey. I mean, what is it? What is it with the Imagineers? Um, can they just not come up with a decent name anymore? No. They just phone it in every time. Yeah. Let's explain exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, already it's mostly the title of a Paul McCartney song. And then it's ended with fireworks show. Do you need to call it a fireworks show? Surely that's just what it is. Yeah, it takes place on the castle with the machine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the new show entitled Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks Show will be hosted by the one and only Minnie Mouse and uh-huh. will celebrate the magic of Christmas with medleys of beloved, Chris- uh, beloved holiday songs. Sorry, I forgot this is American Press From Joy to the World and Deck the Halls to Up on the Housetop. Nope. Up on the housetop, it's Christmas. Oh, okay. And, uh, <laughs> and we wish you a Merry Christmas. The holiday will also have a finale guests won't want to miss. I'm excited. John I always want a good show. Mm. And I love Minnie. I, I, mean, I love oh, Minnie. She's free. I'm excited as well. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm excited as well. Like, I'm going to both Not So Scary and Very Merry Christmas this year. Both oh. have got new new fireworks show. So I'm on board. Along with the new show, each of this year's 23 nights of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party will once again feature performances of Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, a oh. totally Tomorrowland Christmas, and Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration stage show. And during a Frozen Holiday Wish stage show, Queen Elsa <coughs> will magically transform Cinderella Castle with glistening ice. Oh, Makes me cry every time. And... Disney have also announced the return of the Jingle Cruise. Is that where they stick a Christmas hat on the elephant? Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. And they tell Christmas jokes instead of the terrible normal jokes. (laughs) So it's all even worse jokes. (laughs) Get that audio for us, Ryan. I'll do it, yeah. So there you go. So, yeah, it's June and we're already getting excited for Christmas. Some people are, obviously, most of us here are getting more excited about uh, Halloween, but there you go. Halloween. I mean, if it helps, if it helps, I've booked my Mickey's Not So Scary and Halloween Horror Nights tickets before I booked my Christmas tickets. 
Oh, that, that's the right one thing to do. Us. One of us. The one thing is, of us. Christmas to the Halloween fan is like January the 1st. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Start taking the decorations down and stuff. I mean, it's going to be weird when I'm in... It is going to be weird in Orlando because I'm literally going from Halloween to Christmas. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come home and it's not going to be Christmas or Halloween. And I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I start my Halloween this year in August. What's that all about? Yeah, it's true. Happy Halloween! And to it's be fair, two degrees. Look, you got. Look, you got to remember. <laughs> if it was up to Amanda, we'd be celebrating Halloween every day of the year anyway. Honestly, I I do celebrate Halloween every day of the year. Every day is Halloween in my house. But I mean. I feel like I can't possibly talk about Christmas because there's no other big holidays now between now and Halloween. So that means now is Halloween. From today. In the After Dark Podcast Network Facebook group, Amanda's going to be doing a movie club to get us into Halloween. I'm so excited. So tell us what Halloween horrible horror film to watch. Something like It Follows, maybe. No. No, I mean, if you want to get like real, real dark, you can watch Terrifier. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, it's pretty bad, but I like it. John Lasseter, the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> but I will do a little horror movie group and we can do like all of the ones that are going to be at Halloween Horror Nights and then I'll do ones that I think people would like based off of those ones. I'm very excited about it. So if you're not already in the Facebook group, you know, if that doesn't give you a reason to join, at the moment, the only reason to join is uh, for Craig constantly taking the piss out of my hair. Um, but now you've got a proper reason to join because a man is going to be indulging us with a uh, horror yes. festivities. So um, we're not going to do like a separate podcast about it because like, no, no, no. we've got 75 bajillion podcasts. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this so is going to be a group, a group activity. Discussion in the group. Um, and Ryan, I believe that film you were talking about is actually called The Creep. Yes, of course it is. Yeah. 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 Um, right. If there's no more park news, I'm going to move swiftly over on to the news outside of the parks. The Diz After Dark General News is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. For all things Halloween Horror Nights at both Hollywood and Orlando, visit hhnunofficial.com. Car park news? Um, not this week, no. Mercenary uh, news? But car crash news. Oh. Yeah. Or actually, oh. not even a car crash, really. It's more a train wreck. Because this week saw the release of the last in the now-owned-by-Disney-Fox franchise x-men films in x-men dark phoenix still a fox film now what's interesting is that yeah it's been released by disney now what's interesting is this film actually contains a train wreck in it as well as being a train wreck i mean we all saw it coming didn't we yes yes we did um I went to see it the other day. Now, I'm going to admit to something publicly now that's very naughty. You I did not... No. I did not want to um, buy a ticket for... I mean, I don't buy tickets. I've got a, I've got a, a card, so I don't need to buy tickets. I just need to reserve tickets. Um, I didn't want to... But I didn't want to get a ticket for X-Men. I didn't want to give it, like, its little box office tick or anything. So 
I actually booked a ticket for The Secret Life of Pets 2 and then walked out of that and into X-Men Dark Phoenix. Beef. Unbelievable. And to make it worse, because my local cinema decided not to show Dark Phoenix in 3D, but only show it in 4DX 3D, I went into the 4DX 3D screening. (laughs) Now, I did that because um, I don't know how many seats that that theatre has. It's obviously a much smaller capacity theatre than most others because of the the nature of the seats and all that kind of stuff. Um, But on the Saturday it got released, there were six people in that screen. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow yeah so that's why i did it because i knew that i wouldn't be taking a seat away from somebody else how what they've done a, a shit ton of advertising for that um i i don't know if it's the bad word of mouth i don't know if it's because the adverts have made it look awful um i'm not mean, i'm going to be recording um when when Ben gets back from from holiday, I'm going to be recording uh, an an episode of Pop After Dark where we both review it because he went and saw it, said how awful it was, and basically demanded me to go and see it. So I did, and um, I don't think I hated it as much as he did, but it is you know it is definitely up there or down there with the worst of the of the series. It's it's not very good at all. It's really not very good. Um, there's about 15 minutes in it, which are pretty good. But yeah, it's a stinker. But the reason why I bring it up as well... Sorry, Ryan. I was going to say, are they all scenes not featuring Sophie Turner? Um, she's she's okay. But I mean, yeah. she is not my Jean Grey. And in fact, I think Carson's been one of the big problems of that series. Um, I don't think Jennifer Lawrence... Oh, Jennifer Lawrence has been throwing it in since the second film anyway. Um, oh, 100%. I, I think she's a good actress, but she did not want to be in that franchise. And it shows. But um, I don't understand why one minute Captain Picard is in it and then the next minute it's that Scottish bloke. What's that all about? What's even worse than that is that, and this is one of my biggest issues with this whole series of films, is when they rebooted it with X-Men First Class, that was set in a about the mid 60s mid to late 60s this this hmm. film now and, and every film that's followed has been about set 10 years after so uh the our uh, what's the what was the second one oh my god days of oh, future past yeah that was set in the 70s uh x-men apocalypse was set in 81 i think and then this one is set in 1992 so each of these films has basically spanned 40 years and yet and not the cast have aged about five years yeah there's been no effort at all with it so michael fassbender's magneto should be in his late 50s early 60s because of when he was a kid in world war Two. yeah and he's 42 year old michael fassbender without any makeup or anything so they've gone beyond caring then basically haven't they pretty much yeah mm. pretty much um they and found that, it in. Yeah, that that's one of my biggest issues with it is there's just been no kind of care. You know, look at what they did with Endgame with Captain America. They didn't need to. Can we talk about spoilers now. It's been out long enough, surely. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. No, 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 no. No. But well, I mean, yeah, 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 no. my dad's wife came around the other day and spoiled it for me anyway. So I feel like and that's I'm nice. Like, um, I was like, oh, you're an asshole. 
Can just, you go and watch it, please? Because we're that close to beating bloody yeah, James Cameron. We would have beat it by now, man, if we'd just gone and bloody seen it. <laughs> yeah, come have on. Have, have you seen the new showcase, Amanda, that's been refitted? It's got oh, no, two, yeah, it's got two-seater couches in every cinema screen now. Oh, I've got a showcase card. Boom! Welcome to Liverpool After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> the most yeah, niche now, so. cinema discussion ever. Um, I'll tell yeah. you what, though, on, that, on a related note, I went to a screening yesterday for John Wick 3, and there's a new screen at my cinema that has six rows in it. What? Yeah, there's like 20 seats. Um, the screen's probably only three times the size of my screen. Seats are comfy as hell. It's bloody glorious. We we do have those in my cinema. They, they used to be called studio screens, but they were there when they first opened it as like an empire or something like years ago. But yeah, we do have a couple of those screens as well, but I've never heard of them opening a, like a new one. That seems like yeah, it's, weird. It's brand new. I mean, the audio is great though. Yeah, yeah, I will say that. But I, I, the screen's a little bit too small for me. Oh yeah, I wouldn't go and see. Um, it, I wouldn't go and see, say, the Avengers in that kind of screen. No, you want to. We're still fifty see that, million isn't? away, people. Just fifty now. Oh, yeah, so Alamander, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you buying one ticket will bump us over. Um, is so, this about the cinema? Yes. Yeah, of course it is. Um, so Dark Phoenix opened up with thirty-three million dollars, which is the first in the entire X-Men franchise to, to open to less than $50 million. Ish. And X-Men Apocalypse opened with 65.7 like two or three years ago. Three years ago. Um, and that was like on the low end of the scale there. But this is really... I mean, it's been a bad, it's been a bad time because Godzilla opened up two weeks ago and that did half the business of its predecessor. This has now opened up to 33. And in fact, the film that it was opening up against this weekend in America was Secret Life of Pets 2, which has been out a few weeks in, in the UK by now. And that only opened up with $47 million. Now, the reason why that's even worse is it opened up on 4,500 screens in America which is the second widest opening of all time, second only to Avengers Endgame. And we know how much money Avengers Endgame took on those screens. No. So it, that's, that's about half the performance. So I think, I think people might have a bit of cinema fatigue after Endgame, you know? Yeah. Well, that and this, and this film did genuinely look terrible. And also, I think people are getting geared up because we're, what, less than two weeks away now from Toy Story 4? Uh, <sighs> homecoming. 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 This comes out in July. Disney own everything now, so now you've got to make some serious decisions about, for me to take a family of four to the pictures, you're talking 80 quid, and then all the snacks are 100 quid. That's 100 quid a month outlay if you want to go and see everything Disney owns. Because they release them every month now. Craig, you just go to Home Bargains and buy sweets and take sweets in your bag. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you are allowed to. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to hide them. You know no. what I mean. You know what I mean. Uh, there's a Disney release now, probably every month up until right up to Christmas. I would imagine. He, he, he's right. 
there he are, has a point. Yeah, there's about, I think there's about 10, if you take out the Fox properties, I think there's about 10 Disney films this year. Yeah, so there is, there's going to be more than one a month now, easily. Yeah. I mean, they're going to start cannibalizing each other now, aren't they? Well, we thought, I, I honestly thought, because it looked so bad, I thought Aladdin was going to be the first victim to fall for that. Now, as it turned out, I held my hands up. I enjoyed Aladdin. And it's now uh, outgrossed Cinderella. It's climbing up that chart of Disney live action that's, films. That's no bloody achievement. Oh, it, it, it beat some crap film. Great. Oh, come on, man. Loads of, loads of crap films take a load of money. That's not a sign of... <laughs> that's never been a sign of quality. It had the girl from Downton Abbey in it. whoop de doo Basil. Wasn't she, um, isn't she Phil Collins' daughter? What? The, the guy from Game of Thrones. Who? Right. Um, not Dom. Yes. What's his name in it? Bob Stark. Yeah. Everyone's been in Game of Thrones. It's like the Bill. Everyone's been in it. Oh, I fucking love Game of Thrones so much. I, 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 I wasn't. I missed the Bill. <laughs> you missed the Bill from the other day. Actually, no, you didn't. That was the problem. Um, it's it's now the sixth biggest uh, live action remake reimaginings. This list is called on Box Office Mojo. It is uh, two million dollars behind Oz the Great and Powerful, and about eight million dollars shy of Maleficent. Uh, if it carries on, it could beat Alice in Wonderland. You're going to kill I, I'm, I'm, I actually really enjoyed Oz the Great and Powerful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You should be sorry. You <laughs> should be sorry. You both every should be sorry. Film you've mentioned there, we've enjoyed. Yeah, but you, <laughs> you do enjoy everything. everything. I can't trust your judgment, Craig, because you like it follows. So no matter what, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just about to say that. <laughs> Have you watched It Follows? <laughs> yes, you made me. Okay. It's terrifying, Ryan. Um, <laughs> there could be a naked um, Native American Indian standing on the house outside, opposite your window now, ready to just come down and snap your neck. Honestly, I mean, I'm not sure if he's scared of a Native American, to be honest. No, you I mean, if you if you watch the film and you know why he's standing there, he mm, might be. <laughs> yeah, but he's, okay. he's just one quarter of the village people, right? Yeah, they were friendly guys. I- they burst in up like da, da, da. <laughs> exactly exactly um so Disney yeah has got no confidence in its product anymore because it's too scared to put star wars against avatar for example so now they're alternating years with them whereas if it'd still be in a fox movie fox might have had the bollocks to go right star wars we're going to release the week after you or the why? week before you no why would you do that that's just, why that's just silly no but movie com- movie studios have got no balls anymore. They're too scared to make these choices and make the. So it's all it's about. Not, no, no, it's it not. That's not. That's not about being ballsy. What's, is going what's... to implode. They're just taking all the art out of the artistry. Films are going to be shit. All the. They're going to be safe. They're going to be middle Bob of the Iger road. Once Bob Iger sets down, the the company will begin collapsing upon itself. Not because uh, Bob Iger suddenly stepped down, but because. They're not beating this year at the studio anytime soon. Ever. Possibly ever. ever. Possibly. No, I, I don't I don't see I don't see how 
it possibly can. You know, Avengers Wait, Endgame. Avatar 2 is coming soon, right? About thing, two years, I think, away from that. The thing is, it's an old saying that only economists think that success lasts forever. Um, so eventually, the Disney company will start to fold in on itself. It's a matter of time. So Bob Iger mm. needs to get out. It won't matter when he goes. It won't matter if he's still there. Eventually, what with them having too many, owning too many properties, having too many films, have selling too many DVC properties, having too many people at the park, doing too little investment in the park, eventually all the cash cows will start stopping and they will kill all the golden gooses. Here's my prediction. Within the next 15 years, um, Grant, that's a long time, but in the next 15 years, Marvel will be sold. Hmm. I mean, they might get the most out of it and then flog it. Mm. Oh, know. yeah, it won't, it won't fold, but they'll, they'll, they will sell it to someone. Eventually, Feige will step down and they'll, they'll produce a, a flop and people will get fed up with superhero films like they're now fed up of Star Wars films and yet they're trying to force more Star Wars on us. Was that a pun? Oh, I, don't, I don't think people are sick of Star Wars movies. I think that people are, uh, are they, they think they, they're too scared Wars. to back their product. That solo film was a solid, good movie. but because Some people like call it a solid... Because well, <laughs> it was a good film. I thought so. It was they, brilliant. We, we yeah. all liked it. We, the three of us liked it, yeah. But because it didn't do the numbers that they perceived that it needed to do to be a success, they've now shelved everything and they're, they're stepping away. Eventually, a Star Wars film will be catastrophically bad and eventually a Marvel film. And some of the stuff that they're putting out or they're talking about releasing, what's this one that, um, that fella from Bill and Ted... Keanu Reeves, what's he going into? Reeves, he's got, yeah. John Wick. That, he's, he's got, yeah, the eternal sound shit. With Angelina Jolie as well. Right, right. Every time someone Ooh. says something like this about a film like The Eternals, which I mean, I, I don't know the franchise myself, right? So I can't speak that highly. But anytime someone says, well, that sounds awful. Like, that's exactly what I thought when I heard they were making a film about a talking tree and a talking raccoon. Oh, 100%. Space. I think I, I, I think Keanu Reeves is a good shout. Angelina Jolie is, is not a good shout. I think she should just stop acting. Oh. Because that TV, what was the TV show where they were all living on the moon and they were all superheroes and they had uh, big button, jackals, button, dog, moon. button Moon. Button Moon, yeah. Yeah, Button Moon, yeah. <laughs> It was a Marvel show. What was it? It was, it was called um, the In- Inhumans. The, no, yeah, is it Inhumans? Something yeah, like Inhumans. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds exactly the same as this film. It just sounds crap. Yeah, It'll but Guardians, Guardians sounded crap. It didn't sounded boss, mate. Yes, Craig, a talking tree and raccoon sounded boss. I mean, I have to say, we're going into Guardians. Uh, I didn't expect Rocket Raccoon to be my favourite character of the MCU, but he is. There you go. No one, no one did, no one did, and yeah, and yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He's up there for me. He's not my favourite, but he's he's well up there. Um, but anyway, um, I, I thought that would be a good talking point. And I was right because people have got a lot of opinions. So, 
I, mean, I would say I think you're both correct, really, because at the end of the day, Marvel will always be popular, but will it still be as popular as the turnover and profit that they need to sustain this very large organization? That's yeah. the question. Yeah. You know, I, how many more end games have they got left in the canister? That's the thing. I mean, they've got they've got um they've got X Men, they've got uh, Fantastic Four now. That will keep them going for another two two or three phases. After that, they're scraping the barrel of characters that that nobody um i mean yeah guardians I, I agree they did well on that but they they got the right filmmaker to come in and do that and are they going to be able to pull that off with every single one of these films after the next two or three phases once they've gone through the cycle of x-men and fantastic four i don't think so what, what was the last disney film that come out that was a cartoon that wasn't a sequel that wasn't just you know like what was it Moana was it Moana? Yeah, Moana. Oh, yeah. Coco. It's a long. Coco was before Moana. Pixar. No, Coco is Pixar. Is Pixar. Coco Pixar? Yeah. Yeah. It looks, uh, they look yeah. exactly the same now. That's the problem. Pixar and Disney animation. You can't tell the difference. Yes. Uh, yeah, I will, I will say that. Yeah. And that's worrying. That is very worrying. Because um, it is. Uh, I freaking love Coco though. Coco's my favourite Disney film of all look, time. Coco was good. Zootropolis, Zootopia was good. Moana was good. Yeah, they've all been good. But, and they've all been originals. When was the last original? Oh, was, they, they were, they were all original. What and, are you talking about? Uh, yeah, but everything since then has been a follow-on or a Marvel film or a Star Wars film. Where's the Disney films? When was Warner, the, what, two years ago? Three years ago? Yeah. When's the next Disney film coming out that isn't? Uh, re, you know, Toy Story 4, Yawn. The When's one, the next one? The one that's coming out next March. When? Next, well, what is it? Because I don't know nothing about it. The trailer came out for it the other day. Oh, um, well, that's Pixar. Is it Pixar? Pixar? There Onward, you go. Yeah. Freaking hell, Nick. You've dropped the ball on this. thing is, though, if a new CEO comes in after I go and doesn't have any interest in the history of the company whatsoever, they might go, why have we got two animation studios? Why can't we just amalgamate them and save money? Well, well the, the thing is, you, you know, kind of half joke about it, but you genuinely, I genuinely can't distinguish the animation styles between the two studios anymore. Well, this is it. What's the USP there now? No, they both try and tell really good stories. They both pack emotional punches. The animation's all done on computers now. Well, yeah, I agree. Why have two studios? You know. Just, just a thought that they may come in and say, "Well, we'll just get rid of Pixar and just move the people over to the animation building in Burbank." When was the last princess film? Is Moana the princess? Yeah, she is, isn't she? Not yeah, she's in, not a proper one. She's yet. not been she's, an she won. She is a princess. When's the next? Princess she's not been inaugurated officially. Yeah, she was. That, don't think uh, she was. Was she? Yeah, they had the ceremony for. I'm, I'm almost certain, which is why she was in Wreck It Ralph too. Okay. Spoilers. Wreck-It <laughs> Ralph 2. I'm doing you, if you haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph 2, I've just done you a huge favour if that's a spoiler. <laughs> you don't um, that, that film's already dated and it's not even six months old. Well, When's the next princess film out? Because that's their bread and butter. Frozen 2. Do you want two. me to look it up? Frozen 2. Uh, remake. Follow on. Yeah, it's a sequel. Uh, they haven't announced... Sequel. They haven't announced... I think they're announcing at uh, D23 the... The next three films, there's uh, 20, 21, and 22 is the next Disney films, and they haven't announced them yet. 
Cast 4, Toy Story 5. <laughs> Pixar. Style. Yeah. They've, they've already hinted that Toy Story 5 is on the way. Uh, this movie does well. It won't, yeah, but it won't be... Uh, allegedly, it won't be Buzz and Woody. Oh, well, oh, who's going to see it? Let's be honest. Holy generation. Two on, put two eyes on a tampon and make a dance. He's <gasps> little mini mouse. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's pretty much what Sporky is, to be fair, or Forky, whatever. Um, yeah, I can't. I, yeah, I, I kind of know what you're saying, but the other thing as well is that things like go through phases, don't they, in popularity? So, princess films kind of went out a bit out of fashion for a while. Frozen I really want, put like, it back. A goth princess. Exactly. Bam- You've got Bam- one. Bamparina. Yeah, me. Get into a proper one. Oh, like, I want, like, I want the new Nightmare Before Christmas kind of Disney film. Like, I want a little goth princess with everything all spooky. Like, oh, rumors that's are. the kind of film that I want. Rumours are we're getting that remade for Disney Plus, so you might have your... What, Nightmare Before uh, Christmas? Yeah. Oh, no. Live action remake. No, please. <laughs> of course, they're going to do everything. Stop well, touching everything. <laughs> Yeah, John Lassiter. <laughs> Honestly. It's all your fault. <laughs> Was there any other... I mean, I could talk about the fact that, as he's been mentioned so many times not on his podcast, uh, Bob Iger's got a book coming out on the 23rd of September. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is it original or a sequel? <laughs> uh, it is a sequel to a book he never wrote. It's an autobiography. Um. So wow. you, you know, maybe you'll you'll understand the inner work workings of a movie mogul. I will be, I will be buying and reading that for sure. Did you have you read the one by? Uh, is it Ed Catamore? No. Is that the one who wrote the book? The guy who used to be like quite hard at Pixar. No, I've not read that. I'm sure it's his book. There is a book written by somebody that was uh was at pixar and it's like almost like a business it's not like a an autobiography it's almost like a help book kind of thing it's basically really good oh i know the one it's uh it's uh how to give cuddles and then get another job (laughs) (laughs) and get emma thompson to write an advert in uh, a newspaper to announce her quitting the job um i mean nobody nobody shed any tears over that did they well, we haven't seen many in Black International yet, so who knows? Um, yeah, so that's that. That's all I had. Um, Dark Phoenix being awful, and uh, yeah, Bobby's Isn't it book. A shame though. About what? Well, Dark Phoenix is the last film, really, isn't it, of the X Men franchise? And the the other big shame is that it's such a huge comic book storyline that they've now fucked up twice are Disney going to touch it probably not mm. to be this honest to be honest um, that that Phoenix saga has never been bettered than the 90s Fox cartoon oh I agree I mean it was amazing they, they nailed it sure it was about five or six episodes I did hear that and I can't work out how no I don't understand how but if it happens and it comes to Disney Plus I'm watching the hell out of it Oh yeah, they've instantly got my subscription. That X Men cartoon was life. 
That's the original guys as well that are doing it. Yeah, I know. That's what I don't understand. Like 30 years on. Oh my God. Still holds up. Still holds up. Um, Speaking of things that may or may not hold up, little teaser for the Patreons. Uh, The next episode of Ask Dark and the Movies is one of my favourite Disney summer movies, Dick Tracy, which I don't think many people have, have watched on this podcast. So... It'll be interesting. For some to see reason, what whenever you mention Dick Tracy in my head, it's where in the world is Carmen San Diego. And I don't know why. I tell you why, because the logos are very similar. Oh really? Yes. Yes. It also sounds it also sounds like an instruction. <laughs> Lee, <laughs> Lee, Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm uh, not going down that road. <laughs> I'm actually um, going to make it on the next disaster. The, what, what's it called again? I always forget the name of that one. You just after said dark, it. After Dark in the Movies, Ryan, it's oh, not like okay. we've got like 20 podcasts. Why can't you remember I know, that? Right? <laughs> I'm actually going to make sure I come onto this one because I've never seen the film and I'm looking forward to giving it a watch because you don't stop banging on about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I, I hadn't watched it for quite a while until last night and... Um, it's still uh, quite a film. Still quite a film. That's all I can say. I don't want to give too much away. Um, but I've revisited it and I've made notes. That's all I'm saying. Um, was there anything else outside of the parts that had, had caught anyone's attention this week? No. Then no. in that case, because I know some people are very angry, I'm going to see um, what's been making people tick this week. And uh, Amanda, I'm going to come to you just because it's about a subject we've talked about. I, I would like you to get on the soapbox and, and kind of express how you really feel about Disney Studios. Okay. So basically, I just feel that offended by it. Because, and usually, you know what I'm like, I try and be dead positive about any kind of change that happens in the park. However, when Toy Story Land opened, I was like, okay, this is going to be perfect. I think that it's going to be cool and everything. It maybe isn't my cup of tea, but that's fine. I can enjoy those things that are in the park. So I was like, everyone will be getting all the fast passes for Toy Story. I know that I'm not going to get any of them. That's cool. I will just go and get fast passes for Buzz, which is... Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, and then I have a little throwaway fast pass and I just book something random. Because I don't think anything else in the park would really require a fast pass that I'd want to go on. So I'm usually fine with those two. However, now I have to choose between whether I want Rock and Roller Coaster or Tower of Terror and I have to have two throwaway fast passes. And that is making me angry. Fantasmic is not a throwaway. But I, the way that I do the parks is I'll go to Hollywood Studios, MGM, for the majority of the day, and then I go to Epcot because I go to Food and Wine Festival. So I spend mm. all of my Disney nights at Epcot. Like, 
every now and again I'll go and watch one of the shows but because I go so often I don't I don't want to watch the same show every year so to me Fantasmic would be a throwaway fast pass for me I probably wouldn't even that stay is, in the park for that late so I just can felt I, agitated by it can I also recommend that next time start at Epcot at 11 o'clock at the Food and Wine Festival when it opens and just and just carry on <laughs> That's the food and wine. That's the, that's the food and wine festival way. <laughs> is is there, is there fast passes available for the food and wine? I've never I've never investigated. Just come with me, and I'll let you through. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like it just it doesn't make any sense to me. Like I can understand the mountains, like rejig it around for Galaxy's Edge, but then why not have like Galaxy's Edge rides and then maybe Toy Story Midway Mania and Slinky Dog. And rock and roller coaster as one, and then just or just keep a Halloween before and add the Galaxy's Edge ones into the tier one. Like it doesn't make any sense to me to split all of the rides that everyone wants to do in one section, and then the ones that people aren't going to be that bothered about getting a fast pass for in the other section. It doesn't make any sense. I, I, I do agree. agree. I think it change when. Uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opens because I think at that point Smuggler's Run and or Rise of the Resistance will get fast passes. Yeah, I was going to ask if that was the situation now, but they haven't got them. No, they don't have them right now. Hmm. I'll tell you why they've done that. If you go onto touringplans.com and if you have a subscription to them, if you look at the busy day guide on there, um, it's one to ten, and all the other parks are sort of September, like threes and fours, and then October everything's sort of sixes and sevens and eights. If you look at the, uh, the studios, it's just solid ten, 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 oh. ten, ten, all the way through. <laughs> I'm nervous because MGM and I've got my two favourite parks. Like. I love going to those and I like I find feel like a more chilled out kind of vibe than somewhere like Magic Kingdom is, even though I still super love Magic Kingdom. Um and I don't know, like I'm obviously not like a huge Star Wars fan. So I'm not that like I'm gonna go to Galaxy's Edge and I'm gonna like wanna experience everything there, but I'm not as bothered as like what some of you guys might be. You're not gonna walk. I just in wanna there ride Tower and... Terror Man. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're not going to walk into Galaxy's Edge and become a blubbering wreck. Is is essentially no. what you're saying? Yeah. No, exactly. Like I like I would not even try and get a fast pass for anything in there. Like I will leave that for like the Star Wars fans that like super want to get them. Like I would much much rather be riding Tower of Terror and I'll experience Galaxy's Edge properly when I can. Hmm. Well, that's very kind of you. I know. I'm Maybe. nice. Maybe Hollywood Studios is the first park where they trial express passes and you pay for one ride on everything. Honestly, Craig, you should work for the Disney <laughs> company because all you want to do... You're, you're, Why are you trying to rinse us? Yeah, your, your idea for everything is, you know what? They should make things more expensive. Let's charge for an extra ticket. No, if you're a hotel guest, you're more than welcome. We, we've Thanks. got 46 um, kilograms luggage this year. So you can get in the case. <laughs> Um, Effect. But if, if you're a hotel guest, you get an express pass 
for Hollywood Studios and that gets you on every ride. I know, in the but studios I don't want to stay on like I'd, I'm not an on-site at Disney kind of girl. Well, like, then you just you just pay hundred and ten dollars for that privilege. But I don't, don't want to pay hundred and ten dollars when I've just paid four hundred pounds to get into the park. <laughs> It will, it will calm down eventually. It will calm down. But they're, they're the type of things they should be looking at now to help combat this because this is going to be a car crash. It's going to be a disaster. People will get hurt. People will get injured. It's going to be horrible. I don't know. Like I haven't watched an awful lot of stuff about um, Disneyland. I saw like some pictures on Twitter, but I didn't want to look too much into because I was like, even though like I probably won't know what most of the stuff is anyway, like I still want it to be like a little bit of a surprise to me when I see it. But from what I saw people saying on Twitter, like everything over in Disneyland went really smoothly. That's because of the way they did it. Hollywood Studios is not doing it that way. Oh. They had four hour slots that you had to book um, at Disneyland. The only thing that they've confirmed they're doing for Disney World is the 6 a.m. till 9 a.m. if you're staying on property. Otherwise, it's just going to be a free-for-all. Oh, no. With Lou Mangiello heading the trail at the front. I'm running past him. I mean, like, I'm going on hold with our Luke this year. And Luke's obviously a very, very big Star Wars fan. Judging by his Twitter name, which is Skywalker. Um, so he's very very excited about it so I know that we'll probably spend a lot of time in Galaxy's Edge for him and I'll try and get him fast passes so that he can experience all the stuff that he wants to but I don't know there's no fast passes for Galaxy's Edge none oh, like, there nope. won't even be in like September or October not that, not, well, not, not that they've announced nope <sighs> Q, 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 yeah. Q, Q, Okay, Q, I'm going to drop Luke oh. off at the entrance and I'll be like, I'll see you later. <laughs> if I were you, I would do exactly what um, uh, Nick's doing and book a $110 um, stay one night at um, Potential and just 6am it. Oh. That's, that's, that's going to be the best way to experience this land this year at Hollywood Studios. Have you seen Amanda at 6am? I know. So good for anyone. I'm probably still horror nights drunk at that time. <laughs> yeah, just just carry on through. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> just carry on through. Um, I think they're actually serving alcoholic beverages at 6am. So oh, perfect. I'll, I'll be in the bar. <laughs> it's always 5 o'clock somewhere, um, or 6 o'clock as it turns out. Um, right, before this gets too much into uh, Labour-Tory debate about whether or not we should all be paying extra for tickets, Ryan, what's been bothering yes. you, my friend? I'll tell you what's been bothering me, and it's people that put out um, rumours just to piss off the community. Aww. And I'm talking about... What? Ryan... <laughs> what, have you done? what have you done now, Chris? I hate I'll... him. I'm not talking about Chris. I'm not talking about Chris. I'm talking about um, a certain a certain media outlet that said that the land and the seas were closing. Oh, uh, that was Everest. that's what that's what Chris was hinting at. Yes. Yeah. Tom, and, uh, Tom, shame and shame him. It was Tom. Yeah, of course it was. Um, and he's still standing by it. He's still standing by it. 
Um, he can't admit he's wrong. He never admits he's wrong. And he just puts out bollocks without any evidence whatsoever. And he never named... Uh, fair enough, you can't name your source. But there's never any substantial evidence. And the way that I do things um, when I do stuff on Theme Park Trader is if we really think it's a rumour, we do it on a live show. We make a bit of a joke about it. We have a chat about it like we do on here. And that's it. He puts it out as gospel truth. He gets the community riled up. Loads of people got upset, as could be expected. And it really, really pissed me off um, as Epcot's largest fan. Um, you know, the sea is closing down. I couldn't really care. But don't take my precious living with the land away from me. Oh, but the sea is clean, Oh, no, that needs to go. That's my third wine festival drunk chill ride. Yeah. You know what? I haven't, I haven't done that, to be fair. I'll try that this year and get back to you. It's so good when you've just been walking around all day. You're a little bit of food and wine tipsy, and you can just sit down, take yeah. your little shoes off, and just chill. It's a little, was it's a little trippy. Last year, and I actually fell asleep. <laughs> I probably would have done that without any alcohol. <laughs> now, now, Chris, you're somebody that, um, you know, you, you, you kind of have your your hand in this a little, a little bit. You know, your, um, you know, you you some of your websites have news and rumors on. So mm-hmm. this is a part of the world that you're you're quite familiar with, and mm-hmm. I don't think anyone could ever accuse you of this kind of clickbaitery uh, nonsense. So mm-hmm. how do you? I mean, I think I know how you feel. Well, the thing is, is that I personally don't like Tom Coolis. Uh, I've never met Tom Coolis, but um, I said at the very beginning uh, last year, whenever it was that. Stranger Things coming to Halloween Horror Nights will be a game changer, that it will significantly increase the crowd. It'll reach fans that don't know what Halloween Horror Nights is. It'll bring them in, make them fans, and it'll probably lower the age demographic as well. I was proven to be correct on all of that. And at the same time, Tom Corliss shared to his thousands and thousands of followers and called me a twat. <gasps> I so, didn't know that. Yeah, so I was proven to be correct in that. Because that's exactly what happened. He, on the other hand, doesn't care because all he wants to do is to get people to click on his nonsense, to share his stuff, click on his adverts and make lots of money. Because mm-hmm. he, he doesn't believe in what he's saying, I don't think. I think he just wants you to click on his stuff, share his crap, just keep sharing that stupid website. So he just keeps making money. So then he can live the dream, if you like, as being paid to be a professional Disney troll. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, Chris, what, the stuff that you put out, um, I do read quite a bit, and you don't, um, you're not anywhere close to, to Tom in the way that you present uh, rumours. I think um, the way he does it is just, it's just to rile people up, and, and it really pisses me off. Um, yeah, and that Epcot thing just just sent me over the edge. And you know what? You were bang on last year because last year was the first time I'd ever been to Halloween Horror Nights. I think I can't give you all the credit. Amanda certainly helped uh, convincing <laughs> Dan and I to go. But um, I'm going back for twice the amount of time this year. I would be going back for longer if it wasn't for me arriving on the 26th or 27th of October. So I think Stranger Things was certainly a, a big part of that. And you know, part of the reason why Donna wants to go this year is because Stranger Things is returning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's done so much for the event. I mean, I think it's fine, Ryan. You know, you didn't need to, um, you know, thank myself or Craig and our excellent <laughs> Halloween Horror Night podcast you know that we've done the previous that year. Was brilliant. And that, and that gave no, no, it's, it, it's, it's fine. You know, I understand. You know, we, we had no influence on you there. But um, no, but 
you're right. I mean, you know, it certainly worked with you last year. Um, people that, yeah, I know people that didn't go last year but wanted to go last year because of Stranger Things. But the fact is, even, even if it hadn't of done what you said it was going to do, Chris, and it increased the attendance and everything like that, what it did do was it blew that event up and more people knew about and were talking about Halloween Horror Nights last year than I've, I've ever seen in previous years. You know, and yeah. all my time doing it, you know, since I've become a bit more involved in the community and, you know, you know, podcasts and everything like that. Last year, when Stranger Things was announced, that thing was huge. That was being shared by people that had never been to Orlando, that I knew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of media outlets that mainly focus on video games and pop culture were chatting about Halloween Horror Nights and attending and filming. And it, it did blow up, blow, blow up much further than just the theme park community. Uh, last year and the, the good thing about Halloween Horror Nights is although this is disaster dark I'll, I'll be able to say that it does reel people in like yourself um, you know and then it keeps you coming back for more it's not like one and done every year it's something different there's so many different things to see every year that you do want to keep coming back to the event even if you know say Stranger Things isn't there next year you still want to go back and see what they've got for the following year but the thing is with, with these large corporates is that you know, and Universal is starting, unfortunately, to go down this route now, is that there are so many people that have so many inputs and have so many ideas and there's so many different projects all at different stages of progression that Corliss, you know, he may have, may, inverted commas, have found, say, a cost appraisal from, you know, they've asked a builder to do a cost appraisal based on the fact of how much would it cost to demolish those two buildings because they're looking at a way of saying, well, actually, if we demolish that and it costs X, and we invest this will this will this increase capacity and have more attractions you know it might just be something along those lines but the problem is with him is he says oh no 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 this is fact this is definitely <laughs> happening with his really annoying voice and that's what wilds people up yeah and i think you know what he, there's there's not he never puts his opinion on things um in the actual articles so if, if i had written that piece as an example what i would have said is look i've come across this document what I think is actually, it's probably not very likely to happen. They've just reimagined Soarin'. Living with the land is still a beloved attraction. Um, you've got the garden grill in the land. Uh, yes, okay, Nemo's not great for, for everyone, but it's great for little kids. And it's great for, for people that are, are smashed on food and wine. Yeah. Um, so these are the reasons why. And also, yes, you can move all of these fish, but I mean, come on, how likely is that? Um, it's like one of the biggest um, kind of aquariums in, in America, in, I believe, in that in that respect and it's just like well you you put all of those opinions into the mix and it's much more of a balanced story and i think that's how i would have told it saying i found this but actually based on all of these things and what you guys think of epcot and what i think of epcot is it very likely to happen probably not because at the end of the day after guardians after a spaceship earth reimagining after they've put in the new play pavilion and maybe put in a new a country in world showcase they're probably going to leave it alone for a bit mm. the other thing as well the people that actually work for disney in on their own personal social media accounts then started coming out and calling bs on this yeah um then he was reporting them and sharing it with the official Disney accounts and saying, look, I you're, saw that, yeah. 
are, 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 you know, contradicting me when I'm this genius that knows everything. Wait, what was he expecting from Disney to turn around and go, oh, yeah, Tom, yeah, they shouldn't be doing that. You're absolutely correct. We are demolishing, the, you know, demolishing those two buildings, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just utter craziness. I mean, He's a megalomaniac. I mean, Disney then came out, um, their official account replied to someone saying these aren't going anywhere. And then someone said to him, well, look, there you go. And he's like, oh, since when do people that work on social media know anything? Know anything? Uh, what do you mean, like him? Yeah, it's like, okay. He feeds off of media events and media invites and things like that. I, if I were them, and they, Universal's done this, and I, I imagine Disney probably have as well, is they should just take away his credentials. So, sorry, you're not being invited to any more stuff from us. Yeah. 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 At you least can't. give him a suspension. You can't keep putting that shit. No, like, the thing is, it, as you said, like, you know, people go upset and it does, and... Yeah, okay, we're talking about theme parks, right? And there are bigger things in the world than theme parks. But these are things that bring... I'm I'm talking about en masse, okay? I'm not talking about us uh, specifically, because that's obviously not true. But, you know, know, to, to certain people, like certain attractions mean, you know, very special things and there's memories attached and everything like that. So people will get upset if they think something that they love... Um, I've got a lot of affection for might be going. And the thing is, like, you know, it happens. Like, attractions do close and things do change. And that is the nature of the beast. And that's what happens. And you don't have to like these things, but it is what it is. But there's a big difference between somebody coming out and just saying something for clickbait without kind of going, you know, this is purely a rumor. You know, I've got no official confirmation but you know i've seen something that might indicate this could be happening to this is happening and there's a big difference between that i mean god it's it's like is if one of our podcasts turned around and said that game of thrones was going to be the third <laughs> gate at universal you know and it might be and it I might be pure pure rumor you know After that last season that's not happening <laughs> do, be, do you know we, on the cheap now. we i haven't told you lot this but we get in loads and loads and loads of rumours um, through HHN Unofficial from people. And we don't publish everything we get. But we had so many rumours come in that, oh, uh, an IP that I won't mention has been leaked for Halloween Horror Nights this year. And because of that, the owners of the Game of Thrones IP have now pulled out of negotiations for Halloween Horror Nights uh, 30 because they was going to have a Game of Thrones house at Halloween Horror Nights. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, hang on. So you're saying... You're saying you're saying my story wasn't true. So your story that you made up, people then suddenly I don't know whether they heard it from us or not, but then they started to make up their own one. And then it actually the 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 come to the bottom of it, the actual person who I think probably created this rumour was somebody whose name um is a video game who we won't mention. Um Pac-Man. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sega Um Oh, yeah, yeah. No. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if he did or not, but he was the one that was pushing it around everywhere. And uh, I said, no, I'm not running this rumour. I said, it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. I'm not running it. So we never did. And that's the difference between a decent journalist and a troll. <laughs> I, I would love to work at Universal or Disney, and I, I would just be like, guys, guys, I've got a great idea. Can Can you just let me just leak absolute bollocks out to people on like you know like once or twice a month let me give me some some true stuff every now and again that's not that big like oh there's a there's a new vegan burger coming to <laughs> Suli canteen uh could be next month 
that's true. But then but they, like, they, yeah. they do do that with their surveys. They do put red herring oh, yeah, nonsense yeah. in them. Well, you hang know. on. So you're telling me that they're not going to build a Tesco at CityWalk? <laughs> well, I feel like I've wasted my time. I think confirmed, but I think I think they're cutting down on um, the the budget there. So I think it's going to be a little. Well, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that for though. They do very good cookies in their bakery. I mean, those, you can't you can't argue with the prices. No, you definitely can't. Right, I think that's enough ranting for this episode. Um, but thank you so much for for joining me. It's been wonderful to have you all here. Thank you very much. Please, let's do this again very soon. Thank you, dear listener, for downloading. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, like, share, subscribe, uh, then cancel your subscription, resubscribe. That helped for some reason. I don't really know why. Um, And, yeah, leave us a review. If you haven't done one for a while, um, please do. Craig kind of gets to see them somehow. I don't know what hack he uses, but we can see reviews in countries we normally can't see, and that's nice. So please feel free to do so. Um, I think we'll be back next week with a universe after Dark Commander. Yes, we will. There you go. So that gives you something to look forward to. So thank you very much. And we'll see you on another Disaster Dark very soon. Bye. Bye. Happy nightmares. Go and subscribe on Patreon to hear some real shit journalism. (laughs) (laughs) That's hardly an anchor, is it? I can vouch for that. <laughs> Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Can't get enough, can't get enough! He's the one, two, This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.